What's up, everyone? We missed you last week, and I hope you missed us as well. Uh, apparently, there was some soccer match going on during our time slot, so we decided to not have a a show. And luckily for at least Orange County fans, it was a, a good match. We'll talk about that one. We got other matches to talk about. Welcome to the Podcast of Champions. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm going to take you through this journey as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. Let's go around the table, introduce everyone that participates in this wonderful podcast. First, the man that's been here since day one, part of Canterland Coalition, and I'm sure he's going to be making that trip to the bank uh, in a couple weeks to support his team in LA. That's Dylan. Dylan, how are we doing, my man? We're doing well. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here, as always. And I was correct, right? You are making that trip, I'm assuming. I want to say yes. I think I've got work at 6 a.m. the next day, but um, I would yeah. miss it. It's the magic of the You don't company. work at a call center, so you don't need to be able to talk all day long, so it's no worries. Yeah. Look, I wouldn't be the only person showing up incredibly tired <laughs> or potentially also hungover. Um, let's uh, head on to the next person who is uh, down in San Diego. I actually got a chance to to say hi to him in person last week, which was pretty cool. Uh, rare we get to do that. Uh, and he will be enjoying some soccer next week. Also, he probably won't be here with us because he's going to be busy cheering on a team called the Loyals. Uh, and that is Alan in San Diego. Alan, how are we doing, my man? Great. It's been almost too much soccer the past several weeks uh, between Open Cup and Championship and Europe and Champions League and like international friendly. It's just been a lot. So, uh, and it's going to keep going for another couple of weeks. So, uh, I am doing all right. I'm hanging in there. And before I get any of your San Diego, uh, followers, Alan, that gave me a hard time for calling them the loyals. I was just doing that because I saw a few posts on social media where people still add that S to the end of it. I don't know why it's, it's San Diego loyal. There's no S at the end of it. It's not a plural form of loyal people i don't know whatever let's head on up yeah, to I don't, the one person. i don't i don't know why they're they would like to adorn an s to the end of loyal it's like the people in the nba that call them the magics you know it's, it's just weird when people do that let's head um north and west up to reno the one person out of the uh four of us that doesn't have a home team i believe to support in the open cup unless there is some uh, really small team that made uh it's this far uh brad how are we doing my man i'm doing quite well um just busy life busy world so can't complain too much and busy acting i've seen some photos of mr bradley in some of his get-ups and on stage someone i i think uh, uh one of your old reno buddies uh supporter group buddies posted some images i believe of you showcasing your acting skills right brad yes indeed uh i'm I'm in the show, uh, not this weekend, but the, uh, or no, this upcoming weekend, not the past weekend. So you got, you like, you're like the understudy or, or is that what we're calling it? Um, sure. (laughs) I guess, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say the guy, uh, knew in advance he couldn't do, uh, Easter weekend. Um, and they had to change it to go back a week, so. So I filled in for the second weekend. I like that. Uh, uh, anyone that's watching live, you can see a comment from Russell already getting into it. Um, Alan, uh, you, you know, speaking with you this past Thursday, I believe it was, uh, you mentioned you're pretty buddy, buddy with Landon Donovan now. So can you convince uh, him and the rest of the team to uh, 
make that the official uh, name change and call it Landon Donovan's San Diego Loyal? Is that is that something that maybe would be in the works? Um, I don't know if he's a Tyler Perry fan, so I'm not sure he would go that route. <laughs> oh, look at that. Uh, culture cu- culture reference there. So, you know, not or pop culture reference, pop culture reference. Um, let's get into what we're all here to talk about, though. That's Orange County Soccer Club. Uh, there's a lot to discuss. We have uh, a couple matches to recap. We have a match to preview um, as we go through this. And that's the beauty of having the Open Cup and having a team this season that seems like they are actually taking the Open Cup serious. Uh, I know we talked about it last week where Orange County tends to disappoint uh, in the early rounds of the Open Cup. And by all means, they did not disappoint this go-round. It was probably the easiest match they've had all season, and they took care of business quite early and um, were able to come away with, what, a 5-2 victory over LA Force, uh, which is somehow uh, a new version of what some of the older Golden State Force stuff or FC Golden State Force LA, whatever we call them. Um, let's talk about this match. The interesting thing with this match, and I think we we briefly talked about it last week, is it was like a homecoming for quite a few players on LA Force and their roster. We saw some familiar faces in Harry Forrester. Uh, I believe Edson Alvarado was one of those. We saw Chandler Hoffman, all former Orange County and recently former Orange County players. It's not like these are players that played with us maybe when they were first coming up, spent 10 years away and came back. These are players as as early as two seasons ago were on the roster for Orange County. Um, I'm going to ask this because I know I wasn't there. I was uh, down in San Diego. Uh, Dylan, did you happen to make that match or no? No. None of us there in person. Was... Brad somehow, some way, got on his private jet and made his way down to John Wayne Airport to watch the match. Yep. And he's muted, so we don't even know what, what comeback he had there. Uh, Dylan, you're – Thoughts. I'm sure you've watched the match, right, Dylan? You actually watched it. Yes. Yeah. So while I was at work. On Orange County's performance against LA Force. And um, is it a positive uh, result for you? Or is there concerns when you see that we allow two goals to uh, a lower level squad? No, it's it's a positive result. Um, I did get to watch those at work when it was happening. But yeah, I mean, we outplayed them. It was pretty obvious, and we capitalized on some dumb errors. And when you can capitalize on dumb errors, hopefully that just causes a little bit of worry for other teams. Um, obviously, it's early. The LA Force aren't nearly as good of a team, and I know I didn't predict a, a 5-2 victory for Orange County, but it's still good to see. Um, and Kobe Henry, I know that he was gifted a goal last year that may or may not have actually touched him. So I don't want to count that one and just say, what a first professional goal. Wow. I mean, it was a, a rocket. Legit, I mean, that was a that was a goal scorer's goal. It wasn't, uh, you know, uh, just sort of lucky bounce. It wasn't something that um, he just got a lucky tap on the ball. I mean, that was a legit goal scorer's uh, goal. I, I guarantee you, Ugo Okoli, uh, Kubo, they're all like looking at it. They're like, man, that's that's up there. That's stuff that, that even I might struggle with. Uh, hitting nine out of 10 uh, to get in the back of the net with that kind of power. Um, I'm going to go to you really quick, Alan. Uh, Dylan talked about capitalizing on some of the, uh, the mistakes from LA force. Was there no bigger mistake than uh, that play from the goalkeeper that Milan Olaski was able to navigate his head into the way and just tap it into the back of the net? Or was there something bigger that we saw at LA out of LA force that um, maybe orange County capitalized even more on? Um, I mean, when you're basically gifted a goal, you take it. Um, and I, I think with Milan Olaski, I think you have, um, a, like a Domus light, if he can, can get into that role. Um, and so it's good to see someone doing and putting a goalkeeper under pressure enough, uh, to capitalize on something like that. Right. If you don't, if you're not up on the goalkeeper, um, if you're not trying to create turnovers, if you're trying to sit back that, you know, you don't get to take a chance uh, to capitalize on those mistakes. Um, I, I, I mean, this past week of us open has been pretty wild. We've seen teams that I don't think anyone would think would pull something off, pulling something off. Uh, and even some of the teams, uh, the lower division teams who lost, uh, lost like, you know, a, a 
fighting on the pitch, right? So the fact that you're you're playing well, uh, things were clicking the way that maybe Orange County fans were hoping would start to happen, uh, started to happen, and you you really felt uh, positivity around the team, um, even if it is a lower opponent. Um, you know, we saw how wild the cup has been, um, and Orange County putting up a pretty good pretty good side, a pretty strong side. Um, meant that they were really taking advantage of the opportunity to um, put a strong side out and start to build this cohesiveness. Um, let me go over to you, Brad. Um, you know, this is your first opportunity to watch Orange County uh, in the U.S. Open Cup as a fan of Orange County. I'm sure you watched or, or checked out some stuff in the past. Um, so maybe you're the, the good luck charm on this. And maybe uh, with Brad part of the podcast, uh, it's going to be a good run for Orange County. Um, is there anything that you saw out of that LA Force match for Orange County that they? I, I know it's a couple weeks until their next U.S. Open Cup of match, which we'll talk about next week against LAFC. But is there any positives you can see from the match against LA Force that they can carry over in the Open Cup, or is it too far away between the two matches that really it's there's nothing you can carry over on that? Um, I mean, first we got to see some of the uh, quote unquote play the kids. I thought that Karete uh, Osadina looked extremely talented i don't know why he wasn't in our lineup this past uh weekend against san antonio maybe he's not ready for usl league games yet but the kid outran everybody on the time that he was on the pitch um other highlights from this uh it's nice just seeing five different players score a goal um the uh peterson goal was class um, what other players scored goals? Uh, Kobe's was beyond class. Um, then who else? Uh, I mean, that Milano Kobe one is an early candidate for goal of the year for for our award show. Yeah. I mean, that's gonna we count the whole season, not just the USL uh, championship uh, action. So we'll have to definitely keep that in mind. Someone jot down a note, even if you're just one of our followers listening, jot down a note so we can remember to throw that Kobe Henry goal in there. Although I would be excited if we have more. Uh, five more exciting goals than that Kobe Henry goal. That would means we're having a pretty darn good season going on. Sorry, Brad, to cut you off. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, and then the uh, Miko Kaningas goal actually is a, a big highlight for me. Uh, was really was really proud of the teamwork that led up to that goal. Uh, a good cross. Milan Oloski with the uh, wherewithal to flick the ball back and uh, give an easy tap and goal for Miko, who is not going to miss from six yards in front of the net with no goalie and the same zip code. So all in all, really good team play in this LA force game. Um, definitely wasn't happy that they got a second goal back, but I did call, I think I said five zero in this game. So five, two, I'll take close. I have no idea. I don't remember what I predicted for this game, but let me go to you really quick, Dylan. Um, how, uh, how nice was it to see our, our, old friend Harry Forster in his familiar fashion on the field, uh, playing the match, but not really standing out, not really, um, you know, doing anything eye popping as a, as a viewer. Was that nice to see out there? What did, did you have some reminiscing going on there? Uh, how did you feel watching that, that play from good old Harry Forster? Well, it, it wasn't the month of September, so it's probably what we all expected, right? Simple and sweet from Dylan there. He doesn't want to get too much into this. You could tell he's trying to watch his words. Um, you know, it, it, you know, and it was, it was, it was cool to see some of these players that we were cheering for just a few seasons back. Um, you love to see players that love this game and want to keep playing. I mean, if you're playing for LA fours, you're not playing, you're not in there. You're not on that team for the money. You're not on that team for the fame. You're there because you want to play soccer. You want to get on the pitch. You want to, you know, get some exercise or something. Right. So um, it shows uh, at least a love for the game. Just, you know, unfortunately with Harry Forrester, he just hasn't been able to find that consistency out there. And, and um, it, even with LA force against orange County, you, you would think maybe a little bit of motivation because um, I think there was uh, some of my conversations with him uh, right after he left the team was he sort of thought he was going to be welcome back the next, you know, another season with orange County. And it just didn't, uh, didn't uh, happen the way he thought it would. So you'd have thought maybe there would be a little extra motivation from players like him um, or Edson Alvarado or even Chandler Hoffman uh, to showcase what Orange County. I, I'm not trying to be mean, but what Orange County kicked to the curb, right? It's it's these players weren't good enough or weren't um, 
players that Orange County wanted to return to the roster. Um, so luckily for Orange County fans, it didn't happen. Orange County fans uh, got to see a nice sort of easy victory for the club in the Open Cup, which again, is a shocker for any of us that have been fans watching this team. Um, Dylan's out of the four of us, the longest tenured fan here. He started watching when he was like eight years old. So that's why um, he has that tenure there. Um, was this probably the best second round performance you've seen out of Orange County in the U S open cup, Dylan? I'm trying to remember if the five, two or five, three victory a few years ago in 2017 was also the second round. That might've been the first round, but I'm going to comfortably say yes. I look forward to what the third round brings. And dare That's I say it, part. Well, it, it, it's exciting. And I know um, we talked about this also last uh, episode we were on is that the club and, and especially the ownership is asking for a deep run in the U S open cup. Um, you know, obviously when you get to face a team like LAFC, we would have loved to host them at championship soccer stadium. Cause then you're drawing in some fans and you're probably packing that stadium with both orange County and LAFC fans. Um, I'm sure that the, LAFC fans will sort of drown out the Orange County fans at the bank unless the whole, you know, 5,000 that might attend an Orange County soccer club game at, uh, in Irvine make that trip. But even with that, it'll be difficult for Carolina Coalition and the Orange County fans to um, out chant and out yell LAFC. But there's going to be exposure here. There's going to be a lot of local Southern California fans that may experience Orange County soccer club for the first time because of this match, you're going to have a lot of LAFC fans. They know orange County soccer club existed. I, I believe at least if they've been along around for a few years, but they may have never checked out and seen what orange County looks like on the pitch. So this is a really good opportunity if orange County can come out and uh, go out to the bank and put out a solid performance and maybe come away with a win. Uh, it's, it's some exposure for the team and it's going to maybe be able to draw in some more fans. And you're going to have some orange County fans that may hear about this because when I say Orange County fans, people that live in Orange County that might hear about this match because they're LAFC fans. Now they're finding out about Orange County Soccer Club and it's a team right in their backyard uh, to witness. So this is going to be a great opportunity. To, uh, hopefully it'd be awesome if Orange County can uh, be one of those teams that pulls off an upset against an MLS squad. Uh, let's talk about the rest of the Open Cup this weekend. Just a couple brief like thoughts, ideas, um, surprises from all of you. I'm going to go to Alan first. Um what was your you know favorite moment of the Open Cup this uh, this past weekend? Uh, and you could be it doesn't have to be something that was amazing. <laughs> just what was your favorite moment this weekend? Uh, my favorite moment was uh, when San Diego was tied one one and Guido's lined up for a corner kick, and uh, they make a substitution and he turns around and I wink at him and then he from that corner kick puts the ball in uh, the young just signed Kroll uh, center back heads it in and San Diego wins. Um, I'd like to think that that wink was like, you got this, bud. Did, did he and mention he, did he it. saw it? It doesn't matter if he saw it. Well, we were like feet away. Like I was standing six feet, eight feet from him. So he definitely saw me wink, did not did not react. But So the, um, the, the big question here for Alan is, yeah. was he a credentialed media member for this match or did he take out yes. a mortgage, a second mortgage on his, <laughs> his home to be able to buy a ticket to the match? I did both actually. I bought a ticket because uh, support local soccer, and uh, was a credentialed media member. Um, so I did both of them. Yeah, you're you're down in San Diego. Were there any San Diego loyal fans that were maybe upset or frustrated with the pricing options that uh, Albion or what is it Albion SC Albion uh, had for this match? I believe what was it like thirty five thirty five dollars at a yeah. high school stadium. Yeah, um, I think some people were bothered by it, I think. But you also have to realize that they're going to try and make it as difficult for you as possible um, to get to the match. Uh, I believe they had some tickets available for the Albion Soccer Club. Uh, if you played in the team, there was a lot of like kids wearing their gear and all that stuff. Um, so it's kind of a cool night just in general. Like, um, But yeah, I would assume that some people were pretty... Annoyed at thirty five bucks, but I mean, I think LA is charging twenty, so it's not like crazy outrageous. LA Albion, um, I, you can't yeah. see what I'm doing. I'm doing like you know, weighing it out. I can't figure out but the like, angle of the camera. 
But like Galaxy is gonna make up some money. <laughs> Albion, this is probably this is like their biggest make their only like, chance to make some game. money, right? Yeah, so you know it's fine. Um, let's do this. Uh let me go to you, Brad. And and it doesn't have to be like something you loved. It could be just a shocker or a surprise, uh something that um shocked you, whatever. Go for it, Brad. Gotta make sure I'm uh muted unmuted first. Um Honestly, it's this draw. Uh, there's a lot of like cool, and I'm not going into the whole, oh, it's rigged uh, nonsense. I'm not even going to comment on that. Um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Detroit City play at MLS team because I feel like all their fans hate MLS and everything about MLS, and it's kind of like a kind of like a Hollywood movie plot for them kind of taking on the big evil corporation and can they win and Russell? No, I will not. <laughs> um, Dylan, do you have anything from this weekend that uh, caught your eye? That was a surprise. Uh, interesting. Anything? I've got nothing for you here. Let's keep the, let's so, keep the train rolling, moving. Let me ask Ball you that really quick, Dylan. Let me ask you one question. Do you feel bad for Abraham Romero? Uh, it, uh, what happened in the open cup? Uh, and, is there any way you can explain how that sequence of events happens and he sort of bats the ball into the back of the net? Or is this just bad luck? Go for it, Dylan. I feel bad for him because I think he's he's nice. I, in my interactions with him, he seems like a good guy. Um, I'm giving Dylan all the hard questions tonight, by the way, if you haven't noticed. Yeah, I think the bigger thing there is just kind of thinking about what's coming next, maybe trying to get the ball moving quickly, trying to get on the counter and and make it 2-1 Las Vegas. And instead, he's looked away for just that little bit it takes. And it's super unfortunate. Um, credit to his teammates for kind of picking him up and, and get him there because um, horrible mistake to make. And I don't think last year's Las Vegas would have picked him up there. Um, so... He's, I think he's still younger than me. Like he's, he's got some time and he's got some stuff to work out. And that's why he's, no, that's why he's in Vegas instead of um, playing in, in LA. It's because he was on trial with LAFC this, this winter. So obviously there's kind of some shaping to do to that diamond, if you will. And last question regarding the open cup, and then we'll move on. Um, and this goes to Alan, who's going to win between Cal United strikers and FC Tucson. Who cares? But right, isn't that if you look at the the, the second round matchups, that's going to be the intriguing one because you know you're going to get one of these lower level teams that are going to move on, which then potentially yeah. would be an opponent if Orange County or San Diego can move on uh, to the next round as well. Yeah, I'm not sure the next round is region locked though. Um, yeah, but it's still it's still a, a it's still a an potential. opportunity for a lower level um, team to face. For selfish reasons, actually, I'll give you one reason why each team should win. Cal United should win uh, because they're a SoCal team and another local derby would be fun. The Arizona should win and play loyal because now I want because brothers play each other. And I really want it to happen this time too. Uh, the Curl brothers play on opposite teams. And so I wanted like a Curl Cup um, just for some fun. Uh, but I kind of, I kind of hope uh, Cal United Strikers uh, pull this off. That'd be interesting if you can get a Cal United Strikers and Orange County SC match in the next round, just because they both share that same stadium as well, um, which would just make it even more interesting. And just whoever gets that home uh, advantage gets to put up their posters and banners and scoreboards and, and and ad boards and all that stuff. But I'm sure both teams would draw decently well. I'm sure Orange County draws more than Cal United, right, Dylan? Yeah. Um, Cal United probably would have to give away a lot of tickets to get the, the the stadium packed with those teal and white jerseys. Let's move on. Let's talk about Orange County Soccer Club. Um, following the high of the uh, U.S. Open Cup victory over FC, or sorry, LA Force. I was about to say FC Golden State Force, so that I, I I caught myself there. Um, they hosted the their opponent from the Western Conference Finals of last season, San Antonio. Um, this is probably a match that San Antonio had circled on their calendar when the schedule came out. It's sort of that revenge match. I, I know a lot of the fans and even some of the players and, and stuff thought San Antonio should have won that match. Um, should have, could have, would have, would be what I'd say. But um, probably a more important match for San Antonio uh, and their 
fan base than it is for Orange County and, and our fan base um, based off of what happened last year. Um, unfortunately, San Antonio did come away with a victory with a, a second half goal against Orange County. Orange County didn't have an answer. Um, let me go to you, Brad, first, since we haven't heard from you in quite a while. Um, what were your thoughts on the match against San Antonio? And what was it about that match that uh, was led to Orange County's downfall? If finishing is the simple answer. Um, all in all, I thought Orange County played a lot better than they have. Um, they created a lot more chances a lot earlier in the game. Um, some of them even almost went in, but they didn't. And, you know, you have to put those chances away in order to win. Uh, San Diego or San Diego, San Antonio found the one, uh, the one chance that did go in and one, one off of that basically. Uh, let's go to Dylan. Was there maybe any kind of distraction from the party going on for gnarly uh, in the fan zone? I think he brought in some friends, the uh, what's it wild wing from uh, the ducks was there. There was a couple other mascots I saw uh, in the fan zone. Is, was that maybe some sort of distraction? Maybe the orange County players wanted to go party with, with gnarly instead of finish this game. Or um, is, is there another reason that you would see, or do you agree with Brad? I don't know. Uh, no, I, I kind of figured maybe they'd celebrate by just standing in front of the Canyonland Collision or other fans that were trying to watch the game and just be in the way. You know, Wildwing has done cargo shorts, thought he'd just go away or whatever because it's not 2007 anymore. Um, we yeah. can tell Dylan loves mascots, by the way, with those comments. Yeah, yeah. You got to go crazy um, or you, you just don't have to have one. So I oh, let me just oh, say gosh. I'm still bummed. I don't know if the club reached out and asked, or maybe it was you know because the Clippers are in the middle of uh, the you know the end of the season and the playoffs now. Uh, why was Chuck the Condor not at this match, or his cousin that I forget the name that is the mascot for the Ontario or the sorry Agua Caliente Clippers of Ontario, um, or why was not Peter the Anteater there from from UCI Dylan? Did you ask these hard hitting facts of any of the front office? Um, or did you ask Gnarly, like, why none of his these other guys do they not like Gnarly? At uh, does does Peter the Anteater have a beef with Gnarly for invading his hometown or something? I, I hope so. Um, um, I'm Team Peter here, but you know how uh, things go when I ask hard hitting questions. So try to shy we need away. A, we need to find now. this out. Why why a Gnarly did not invite Peter and Chuck and a few of these other local mascots to his party? I, I have a question to ask about this match, and it is. Why did Kubo start? Ooh, that's a good question. I'll give that to Alan. I'm going to let Alan answer that one. Um, out of all if... of us, well, I guess Brad would be a good one to give the that question to because out of all of us, he's probably the one we'll never have to interview Kubo in person. But I'll go for it, Alan. Because if Kubo hits that first strike better in the first couple minutes, it's is a much different story and a much different game. I think Kubo's really kind of struggling finding the back of the net early. Um, doesn't maybe doesn't quite kick uh, catch it as clean as he wants, but you you would you would put money that he puts that in most of the time, right? Curls that into the far corner. Uh, although Jordan Farr had a heck of a game uh, again. If Jordan Farr isn't there, I think uh, you don't ask about Kubo. Um, you, I mean, you first don't talk about Bruno, and then you don't ask about Kubo. Um, he is struggling a little bit, I think. Um, the thing I do want, like this look right here, like great cutback. He just cooks it too close to the keeper, and and Far is just there. Um, the thing I noticed while watching this game is after Orozco goes down with an injury, you have four guys on the pitch who played for the team last season. Like we're talking about a brand new Orange County side playing with a lot of different parts, uh, trying to figure out uh, Chapel's system. Right, the previous year he knows the guys really well. This year it's you know some new names, some new faces. Uh, we don't have some of those stalwarts of the past, if you will, to connect the two teams together. So I think there's a little bit in that too, where uh, they're still trying to figure out who they are. But they looked pretty good. They had a lot of early chances, a lot of nice chances. Uh, but this is the game that Orange County makes other people feel like last year. That was terribly worded. But what I mean is San Antonio did to Orange County what Orange County did to other teams at the end of last season. 
Other teams play a really nice game. They have some opportunities. Orange County defends just enough and then gets Damas on a goal, and all of a sudden they win 1-0. Or last year's Orange County, Damas ends up finding a goal, and they draw this game. Like you're just, it's razor edge missing a few little things here and there, but San Antonio flipped the script on Orange County and, and did what Orange County does to other teams. Um, just on the wrong side of it this time. Well, and let's talk about that, right? Because the, the San Antonio goal was all set up from a mistake from Orange County in the final third uh, of, of the pitch there, right? It wasn't like San Antonio totally broke us down on their own. It was a, a mistake by Orange County. Um, some, uh, poor passing, some bad control when receiving the ball. Um, I believe it was uh, was it it wasn't Sk- was it Skendy on that right side or was it um, Gorski Skendy right? Um, you know it, it, it's tough when you have that happen um, on there. So probably at the end when you look at some of the highlights, it's probably more a a draw at the end of it. There wasn't that much more that you saw to San Antonio that Orange County didn't do. There was a lot of great opportunities for Orange County. And you talk about Kubo in that first half, that goal that we're just seeing on the, the highlight, or sorry, the shot we just saw on the highlights. Um, you know, you just get that ball just slightly down and a little bit to the side and that's going in the back of the net. Cause that was a blast. Um, so uh, you maybe too many shots right at the goal. I, I mean, at the goalie um, is what did in Orange County there, but really the mistakes, um, uh, especially in the final third there uh, that led to that that winner for San Antonio. Brad, any thoughts to add on this this match? Um Jordan Farr played an incredible game. I mean, there's no if ands or buts about it. Let's just say though a lot of those shots were right at him, so it's it's unless you're Abraham Romero, that's, you know, that's stuff you should be able to stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're listening Abraham or anyone that's a fan of Abraham, uh, it's just me. He was so nice to you he was. and to all of he us. Was. And he was. I shouldn't say that. I should not say that. Thrown it's him too under early the for that. I'm sure he's still stinging from that goal um, in the open cup. But really, right, um, the ball, that Abraham Romero mistake was a ball right to him. And similar, a lot of the shots that Orange County got on target were right at Jordan uh, Far. Uh, you know, he didn't have to dive too much on a lot of those. Um, you know, the it is what it is. Any other? I'm sorry, Brad. I cut you off. Oh no, I don't really have anything more than that. Uh, I just think this team played better in the first half than they did the second half. Um, and this game could have easily had gone a one zero two zero, and then it's a different game completely. However, you know, just need to find the back of the net. Perfect. So now we got to talk about. You know, we made some predictions on this match a couple weeks ago. Um, I don't even remember what my prediction was, and I don't really know what the the prediction scores are. Uh, Brad, I know you've been tabulating a lot of this, so I'm going to let you take over this part. Um, how is this uh, prediction contest going as we uh, wrap up the San Antonio match? All right. Uh, Ray, to inform you, you, sc- you guessed a prediction of 4-2. to two. Um, I was close. Dylan, I was very Dylan close. Dylan was 1-1 one to one for the third week in a row. Um, I was three to one and Alan was two to one uh, with the actual result being zero to one. Um, that leaves the standings. I don't know if uh, Alan or Alan uh, Andy had it. Yeah, he, there it is. Um, Dylan's in first out of the four of us with 19 followed by myself with 16 uh, Alan with 13 and Ray with 11 and then find yourself uh, in the under area. If you have done predictions uh, right now in our overall prediction. Uh, I believe it's Hofbrau and Emrod in first with 23 points. Awesome. Um, and, and it looks like I'm back in my normal position. Now. I was, I was in the lead early on in this uh, season. I believe after the first week I was in the lead and I've now faltered a little bit. I will recover. I will. I'm going to make sure we do this and I will get some good predictions going on, um, but let's do this. Right. Um, if anyone on here beats one of the four of us at the end of the season, most points, uh, we'll, we'll get you a gift, whether it's a sticker or a hat or something. We'll figure it out. Depends on how many of you do better than us. Um, if too many of you do better than us, then we're going to have to do something that's not too expensive. But, you know, so right now it's uh, Dylan is uh, setting the lead for us. Dylan, keep it up. Make the score uh, <laughs> jump. Don't, don't, uh, 
Uh, don't cheat and make bad predictions just so everyone can pass you up. Um, but right now, if we look at the scores, there's a few of you that would get uh, something from us. I don't Again, I don't know what it is, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll do that. So keep up the predictions. Keep listening to the podcast or listening to the show, um, and, and uh, we'll, we'll get that on there. Um, let's move on. There was uh, There's a match coming up that we have to talk about before we wrap things up today. Uh, the upcoming match for Orange County Sewer rebound from San Antonio. Now they're going to be playing uh, Sacramento Republic. Um, and I believe that was a home match, right? I don't have the, the schedule in front of me, but I believe it's a home match. Uh, what uh, does Orange County have to do differently uh, against Sacramento from what they did against San Antonio? Uh, besides, because Dylan already asked the question, why was Kubo starting San Antonio? But what do they need to do differently besides benching Kubo uh, for the Sacramento match, Dylan? I don't think that's necessarily the answer to success. I think the answer or the key to success, if you will, because words are hard on this podcast, is probably not conceding because nothing's happening up top unless we're playing LA Force. Uh, so we might as well take the pressure off of a Kubo or an Ugo or a Milanoloski or whoever else happens to be playing up top on Saturday, uh, take the pressure off of them. Just nil-nil, try and drag something out here. The Back in-depth to... analysis from Dylan is do not concede. Yes, Simple because and sweet. that's how I we want to I think that's the rule, right? If you don't concede, you don't lose. Yes, and um, clearly that's the game plan right now, which is not super exciting when you're not winning games. So um, hopefully they figure it out. Alan, um, do you agree with Dylan's expert analysis of don't concede a goal? Or is there something else you can add to that? Uh, I mean, I think the other side of that is um, you have you have to score. So I think <laughs> the other half of that. <laughs> the reason why people tune into our show <laughs> is for this in-depth analysis. Don't concede yep. and score a goal. That's yep. their simple answer. Why doesn't every, why doesn't coach Richard Chaplow tell the players this before the match? I mean, I don't know. That's a very good question, and maybe that's what we should we should ask: is why are you not telling the team to score a goal and then not concede? Um, you got to <laughs> you got when our producer uh, <laughs> tweets out something and then decides to pop it up on the uh, the stream. He, you know, that's that's awesome though. Yeah, uh, you just got to add the boom to that. So one of you has to say boom, b- boom, no. boom. I have a question boom. for you three and anyone listening. Why don't the larger players on the field simply eat the smaller players on the field? And is this how Orange County can start winning games? Well, if that was the case, Skippy's have you gonna, ever like, tried eat eating a right? human male, Dylan? I have not, or any other C- cooked or uncooked. Doesn't matter. Haven't tried. <laughs> Well, if you ever watched the movie Alive, where that that uh, team in South America crashes into the Andes Mountains, and um, to survive, they have to eat the other players or the other passengers. I mean, maybe maybe we show them that movie. No, 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 Himself. My expert analysis is it would take more than 90 minutes, so it won't work, Dylan. Boom. Tough acting to next. Start with the legs. You only need That's, the legs. That is true. So <laughs> where, did this, where did this episode go, Dylan? <laughs> I think Dylan's like, we need to hire Hannibal Lecter as one of the coaching staff for Orange County at this point, it seems like. Shouldn't he be a player? Well, you want him to teach the players how player to. Player manager, player manager. Right. There we go. Um, Can we get back to the analysis of this match? I I think there's some positives to build from. I think um, even though you you give up kind of a goal and a half in XG to San Antonio, uh, there is some (laughs) offensive firepower. I think uh, Peterson has been quite, quite nice. Uh, I think Mila, uh, I think Keningas has definitely stepped up his game, uh, which was uh, something exciting to see. Because I, I liked him at the end of this last season, um, but I, I think he's even playing even better now. Uh, maybe just a little bit more uh, solidity from the back line uh, as guys get to know each other. But really, I mean, watching if you watch the highlights back, 
Again, if Kubo curls that a little bit further out, uh, you get a goal. If he puts a little bit further down, you get a goal. We're talking about like Mighty Ducks worth of like, if I had only gone four millimeters, uh, it would have gone in um, kind of deal. Um, yeah, I, I, I think there's some positives to build from. I just think Orange County is going to take a little bit of time to get things kind of sorted out. Um, they lost a, a, a lot of the core. They're, they're playing a lot of new guys who are coming in, like I said earlier. Um, and it's not like Orange County came out of the gates super uh, exciting last time in the USL uh, and then d- dominated the first round they played in in the Open Cup. Like We're just seeing shades of last season. Uh, I think about the same amount of goals scored, about the same amount of goals given up, maybe a little bit few, more goals given up last year. Um, so this isn't a team that is necessarily should, should be worried. This is going to be a tough task against Sacramento, who's playing pretty well. Um, but there's a lot to be positive about. You just got to, it's going to, it's going to click eventually. Uh, you're just hoping it clicks sooner rather than later. Cause you don't want to get into a big hole uh, in the West and try to dig yourself back out for seventh uh, place. Orange County right now is, is fine. Right, uh, four games, four points is not ideal, but it's not terrible. You're still within uh, touching distance of of the bottom of the playoffs, um, and things haven't been terribly great. Um, so it's going to click. This might be the game it happens, um, but if it doesn't, I don't think you hit the pack button yet. Um, Brad, let me go to you. Um, what does Orange County need to do against Sacramento besides do not concede? and score a goal to come out victorious in this match? Um, honestly, or I think... Or do you agree uh, with that analysis from no, the I mean, right side of the screen? The, that's the easiest analysis that you can make. Um, no, the the easiest way to get there is to simply just uh, focus on that midfield and uh, defensive line. Uh, send, get players like Alex Villanueva words hard. Um up and doing what they do best and uh, distributing the ball. All right. Such amazing analysis that we provide um, week in, week out. Do not concede, score goals, and we win. Um, predictions for this match, gentlemen. I will go to Mr. Allen first, your prediction. Oh, I forgot what I said on the USL show today. Um, I think it's going to be mm, 2-1 Sacramento. Dylan. I made this prediction yesterday already. I'm going to stick with it. I actually made it last week and the week before that and the week before that. One. One. I feel like Dylan's just going to do that all season long. Uh, Brad, your prediction. Um, did my internet just crash? No, I don't know. Well, we can hear you. So if your internet okay. crash, you have uh, some ghosts okay, going cool. on there. No, uh, literally I was recording the uh, predictions and then it said, you are logged out of, uh, of Google drive. And I'm like, that's weird. Um, my hacked. prediction. So check that out, Brad. You may have been hacked. Double check. Yes, I will double check. Uh, my prediction is going to be, uh, one-to-one like Dylan, but. I Ooh, don't have Dylan's faith number. that we're going to score more than one goal. Um, and I also don't have faith that we can keep a clean sheet. You know what? Can I actually make it a 1-0? Can I be bold and say we're actually going to keep a clean sheet for once? You're not from Austin, but you can be bold. Um, I'm going to go with a 3-1 victory for Orange County in this match. 3-1 victory for Orange County is my prediction. Um, let's do this before we wrap things up. Cause we do have a little bit of time. Look at that. We're making, uh, some good time here on this, this episode here. Let's talk about, uh, where we are. We're now a few matches into the season. Uh, there were some newcomers, uh, to this roster, um, this season. And there's a few that maybe have been standout newcomers to this roster. Um, we talked about Milan Olaski. Uh, we've mentioned, um, uh, Skendi. He's been playing some big minutes for orange County this season. Uh, and then another one that, um, has sort of had a pretty good start to his time with orange County would be Alex Villanueva. Um, those are just the three off the top of my head that I think of when I'm looking at this roster. Uh, you know, Danny Costa has been pretty good off the bench for us as well. Um, is who, who uh, out of the newcomers has been like the standout so far for you, Dylan. 
I want to say I'll be Scandi, and it's kind of for all the wrong reasons at the moment. I feel like it wasn't a great giveaway um, against San Antonio. I feel like it was a poor effort at a defensive header, excuse me, header against New Mexico. I mean, I, I feel like I maybe took the spirit of this question a little bit differently, but um, hey, no, there's, it, it, there's room it's for growth. As you, um, as you earlier predicted this season, step up from the National League with Yeovil is proving to be maybe a little much, which is interesting because I think um, so far the mistakes he's made would, I mean, he would be dropped uh, at minimum. Um, but I'm kind of surprised that these aren't higher scoring games. And it's interesting because you would assume with his height that maybe he's more the center back of a back three and you maybe have um, Gorski and Roscoe on the the wings, but it seems like they're playing Skendi off the right quite a bit of the back three. Um, And I don't know, maybe he's quick six foot five player, but he hasn't shown to be the quickest player out there. Um, So, but Hey, it's, I'm not, that's why I'm not the coach. Coach Chaplo is the coach. Um, he knows where he's trying to put his players for uh, success. Um, one other name that I, I just sort of forgot when I was mentioning was Hunter Gorski because he has, you know, been in a lot of these matches. Maybe just sort of hiding back there and not uh, doing too much to look great and too much to look horrible. Just sort of being steady back there. Alan, who's been your standout performer so far this uh, in this early part of the season out of the newcomers? Newcomers, uh, I th- I think Peterson is really coming into his own in the midfield for Orange County. I think he's finding. Uh, his job. Um, uh, this past match, uh, my eye tended to go to Roca, Rocha, Roca. I don't know. Um, I, I thought he played a particularly decent game uh, against San Antonio. Uh, not that I thought anything was like amazing. I just thought my eye found him quite often um, in, in good spots, making decent plays. Um, but I, I think. If you're talking about like brand newcomers, the guy's got to be Milan Olaski. Um, I, I think he's been uh, a pretty good player. Um, he's been able to uh, be a, a really good attacking piece for the team. Um, he leads the team in shots. I know that's not a great stat to lead the team in, but that just means hopefully something uh, more things go in sooner. Um, but I think of the new guys, those are the kind of the, the three that have really kind of been the most interesting to me. Um, and I'd like to see how they develop uh, into the team. So someone has to answer this question for me. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Candyman, but when you go look at a mirror and you say the name three times, Candyman, into the mirror, the guy appears, this, this bad guy or this evil guy appears. Does it count, though, if you say the name three times, but you change the pronunciation? Uh, when you're saying the name three, three times, because Alan just said the name three times, um, and but he switched the the pronunciation of the uh, the name. How does that work, uh, Brad? Do you know? Do you know the official saying a name three times uh, rules? No, I do not. Okay, maybe uh, our producer Andy can look up that information or the the actual rules for that while we discuss this. Um, Brad, who is your uh, favorite newcomer uh, or the? Uh, Standout newcomer for Orange County in your eyes. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, butcher another name and say uh, Alex uh, Villanueva again. Um, I think, especially with Brent Richards, who knows what's going on with him. Um, But with him out of the lineup, we definitely need someone who can uh, deliver the ball um, reliably. And he seems to be filling that role quite well. So there's definitely hope uh, to be had there. But uh, Milan Olaski also is a good choice for that as well. Yeah, it's like, you know, a 1A and a 1A between those two, right? It's it's Milan Olaski has looked really good in front of goal, has got some quality shots on goal, and has obviously gotten some goals from that. Uh, but you watch uh, Alex Villanueva on the uh, left side. He's uh, got some really good pace over on the left uh, wing back position or – wing position i i don't quite know exactly where they're playing i believe it's like a wing back position is what um is being asked of him but he's getting really high up the pitch quite a bit uh and we saw against san antonio we, we've seen a few times this season too uh some good crosses uh coming from that left side of the pitch uh, i believe alex villanueva was the one that uh, got a cross in 
uh, in the second half against San Antonio that Kubo almost got his head to, which would have been a, a, an equalizer for Orange County at that point. Um, and it's just nice to to have that combination of pass and good distribution off of that left side, which will help Orange County. And again, the, the, like was mentioned earlier, this is there's a bunch of new players on the squad. It's going to take a good month or so to you know, or a month or two to get that chemistry going and figure out who goes where and how to play with who and all that. So, um, yeah, it, 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 it's nice to see that. Yeah. I, I, I would agree though. It's, it's between Milan Olaski and Alex Villanueva are the two that are standouts for me with this orange County team at this point for the newcomers. So <sighs> yay. Any other soccer stuff anyone wants to talk about really quick before we move on to our random thoughts? Um, yeah, so Villarreal obviously um, having a good, good little time. I think they've won sixteen of seventeen of their last knockout games in Europe. Um, I think the last loss, like six or seven years ago, against Liverpool. Uh, Unai Emery taking a whole bunch of Tottenham rejects and turning them somehow into something capable, which really says wonders about what. Uh, wearing lily white in London does to you. Hey, hey, you cannot bash Tottenham right now because they're on a roll as well. Um, and they actually have a legit manager uh, leading the ship at this point. Uh, and things are looking up. But yeah, no, it, it's it, it's nice to see. I get, Well, I guess not nice, but yeah. Okay, but seriously, everyone made jokes about, you know, Emery not being able to say good evening properly for two years, <clears throat> two years with Arsenal and I never made the joke. And now look at him. I mean, we we love to see it. And and may more giant killings happen because it's certainly more fun as, as Orange County fans can attest. Yeah, the ye- yellow I'm submarine gonna... is in the bracket of uh, Liverpool. So if and when Liverpool get through, it'll be the team, uh, the yellow submarine versus the team that represents the city in which the guy who wrote yellow submarine came from. Um. Uh, Random soccer thought for me, and this is going back to the Premier League, but this also has ties to Orange County because former uh, Rangers boss Steven Gerrard um, and uh, his tactics at uh, Aston Villa uh, with some very uh, dirty play, apparently. Uh, If anyone watched the the match against Tottenham, there was some very high tackles. Um, One of them injured uh, one of the Tottenham players and took him out for the season by injuring the MCL. Uh, and um, a lot of very, very dirty tackles from the Aston Villa side. Uh, says the I'm guy who's Harry, who says the guy who Harry Kane went shin high with the tackle and didn't even get a red card. So, but fight, but fight, fight, fight. it's not multiple times throughout a match where players are doing that from Tottenham to other teams. There's one offs. Every soccer player is going to have one offs. Uh, your head should pop up by now because even without me punching, I already got gotcha. you. Um, there's multiple times in a match where multiple players are doing this, the, these really hard, heavy tackles um, that are above the shin and, and nothing's done about it. It, it. If the refs don't call it early on, it's going to continue, but it was very dirty play um, from Aston Villa over the weekend, but luckily Tottenham was still able to come out victorious. So that was pretty amazing. Um. Shout out to San Diego Soccers. Uh, the MASL uh, wanted to institute a supporter shield, and they wanted to do a ceremony pregame uh, during the playoffs before, like in, they played away and now they're playing home. They wanted to present them a trophy in front of like the team that they're playing in the playoffs. And San Diego Soccer says said no thanks. Uh, that's pretty disrespectful to the team we're playing uh, to celebrate a trophy in front of them. Uh, so what we're going to do is you can you can do it during halftime and the supporters will be accepting the supporter shield. Uh, so they got two supporters um, from the kind of one old one in Cowboy, a new one from one of the, the guys who's been uh, around uh, the, this season, kind of restarting the fan culture there. Uh, and they allowed them to accept the trophy and and run it around uh, the field during the halftime ceremony. Uh, so more of that in soccer, please, where uh, – things that are supposed to be like the supporter shield uh, are recognizing uh, the work that the supporters do uh, to bring co- uh, to bring things to the match and to support the team through thick and thin. Um, 
I would love to see that more in professional soccer where, uh, or professional sports in America, where it's not the owner accepting the trophy. It's the people who earned it, uh, like, like soccer does, uh, but also the supporter shield uh, to be recognizing the work of the supporters. Um, then after the game, they had a little celebration um, after they moved on in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to see more of that um, bringing in the fans and showing them some love during a, a, a trophy celebration. And two episodes in a row now that Alan has brought up the local legend in San Diego, Cowboy. Uh, Brad, do you have any random soccer thoughts to discuss before we get to our actual random thoughts? Yeah, Everton uh, pulled an Everton this week and lost to Burnley and then dominated uh, or defensively stood up against uh, Manchester United. Um yeah, I like second division sports, but I prefer my Premier League team not be a second division team. Oh, but if you drop down to the championship, then you and Dylan would be able to fight it out. Um, that's if uh, Luton Town doesn't go up. Exactly, Brad. <laughs> See you in the prem, everyone. Oh wow, that's that. That'll be the day. Um, let's get into our random thoughts now. Um, I'm going to start off with random thoughts. I don't usually do this, but uh, my random thought is: we all have ESPN Plus probably because we watch USL Championship. If you don't, then I don't know how you're watching your matches. Uh, but uh, one of my fun things I like to do every time, uh, every so often, is go and just randomly look at what sports are on ESPN Plus and see what's going on. Uh, this weekend, I stumbled across something called. Uh, banana ball which is basically uh what i would i guess the best comparison would be the baseball equivalent of the harlem globetrotters um it's uh, the savannah bananas and they were taking on the party animals savannah party animals um it's baseball uh with some fun stuff going on uh, but apparently they you, you you win the inning and then you whoever gets five one innings first wins but there's also a clock so uh, the game ends. Uh, whoever's leading at the end of time wins the game. And between every inning, there's some random things they do. Uh, I was watching kids throw water balloons at their dad's face, and whichever uh, kid threw them or hit the face the most won. Um, the players went out in the stands and started doing dancing, like choreographed dancing. Um, there was uh, a dance group that came out on the pitch called the Banana Nanas, which was. Um, you know, on the older side, women out there doing some cheer moves or whatever, like just dancing, though. Nothing crazy, nothing that was going to injure them. Um, but they're on ESPN Plus. Go ahead and check it out if you want to go look for uh, Savannah Bananas and watch some banana ball. The wait, the banana, na- the banana, nana, fofanas, the banana, nanas. Me, my mom, apparently in Savannah, Georgia, you call the grandmas, you call them nanas. All right. So they were the banana is this, nanas. Is this the league where the dude lit his bat on fire, went up to bat? Yes. Uh, right. Yes. So apparently, apparently, Alan where, uh, watched it. <laughs> they had like a seventy-something-year-old pitcher come in. Yes, from the Boston Red Sox. So you guys were watching it just like I was. So you could tell. I saw clips. We got some ESPN Plus uh, p- uh, people that go and just look for random sports on ESPN Plus. Dylan, really you were covering your face there when we were talking about the banana nanas and the bat on fire and the seventy-something-year-old pitcher. He got he got a shutout inning, which was pretty awesome too. That guy, but he looked uh, it, it hurt me watching him. It, it looked painful for him to throw those balls and then have to try reach down and grab the ball off the ground. So, Dylan, random thought from you. Uh, we've got a, a ton of of national parks and uh, things are warming up a little bit. Now would be a great time to get out there. And some of them happen to be in deserts. Mostly the ones close to us happen to be in deserts. Get out there and and see something new and. Um, get off your phone for a little bit, and it's it's a good time. Perfect, Alan. Random thought. Uh, if you're a, this is kind of soccer related too, though. But if you're a coach uh, and the team is counterattacking you, uh, do not go on the field and try to stop the counterattack. It is illegal. <laughs> <I> saw... <laughs> Apparently, Brad saw whatever Alan's reference there. I missed it. I'm bad. Uh, Brad, random thought. Um, my random thought. Uh, baseball just started back up, and I think, and this is a my hot take. Uh, cricket's more entertaining to watch. Same thing, more entertaining, kinda. So, what's more entertaining, cricket or banana ball? Cricket, probably. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, that's going to wrap things up for us this episode. Make sure you tune in next week, next Tuesday, as we will be inviting some guests to help us uh, preview the U.S. Open Cup match uh, against LAFC. Uh, that's going to be a fun match to watch. I'm excited about that. Hopefully Orange County pulls out the upset. Um, but in between that, we still have the Sacramento match. Hopefully Orange County comes away with a 3-1 victory for that. Uh, for Dylan, for Alan, for Brad, and our producer Andy, this has been the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Thank you for listening. We are out. Oh, yeah.